$150 into $1,100 for your station, which we need desperately. We are behind the eight ball, folks, in terms of where we need to get in our fund drive. <clears throat> 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA, or online at kpfa.org. In addition to the terrifying facts, Brian, that you've been saying on this show, the other thing that I want people to think about is that in 2007, the United States Geological Survey experts, that's when they said that in the next 30 years, we would have a major quake hit the Bay Area. That was 12 years ago. So we are now not talking about 30 years. We are talking about anywhere between today and the next 18 years. Mm. But it's not 18 years from now. That's always the point that I really want to hit, li- hit mm-hmm. listeners with. It is somewhere between the next five minutes and 18 years from now, we are guaranteed to have a quick. You've got to be prepared. You've got to have these things around. I do have every single one of these items in my house. I have the uh, Voyager Trek radio, which uh, allows you to get the information that you need when a disaster hits. It gets AM and FM. It also has a short wave receiver, has a built-in LED flashlight. It's about, it's small. I was actually, even though we had pitched how small it is, when mm-hmm. I actually got it, I was shocked. It, it is literally about the size of a, a can of soda. It weighs less than a pound. Yours for a pledge of $150 uh, to your station. The Life Straw. You're going to need water mm-hmm. more than probably anything else. You're going to need water and you're not going to be able to depend on the water that is coming out of your taps. We've got that for a pledge of $100. $100. And the emergency kit. I've got two of these. I've got one in my house and one in my car. This emergency kit is everything you and another person need to sustain yourselves for three days. It's got food. It's got water. It's got emergency ponchos. It's got light sticks. It's got medical supplies. It, it's got tissue. It's got survival blankets. And a very smart looking little red backpack to carry it all in. That is yours this morning for a pledge of $300. 1-800-439-5732 or combine all of the above. You need all of these things. For a pledge of $500, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA, or go online to kpfa.org. Folks, um, don't count on us for the science. Count on Jennifer Strauss. But when it comes to fashion advice, if Cat Brooks tells you a backpack is smart looking, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> it is black and red, packed with emergency supplies, easy to grab and go. Yours for a pledge of $300 or more, 1-800-439-5732. And the point is, you need to be ready. You need a way to get information, a way to make sure your water is clean and will not make you sick. And you need food and water for a minimum of three days Um now emergency preparedness officials are talking about being ready for a week because they're upping their estimate of how long it will take to have comprehensive relief deployed to the Bay Area after a major earthquake. You have to get this done. You do not have to do it through us, but you have to be ready for the next big earthquake. And if you are a procrastinator, if you are a busy person, if you are someone who never quite gets to the things on your to-do list that are not staring you in the face... The big one will never be staring you in the face until it has already happened. You can't afford to push this off. And you can take care of it right now. Spend a couple minutes on the phone. The money will go towards supporting KPFA. We'll take care of the rest. We'll get the supplies in the mail to you uh, to be there for you, for the people you care about. Uh, the emergency supply kit, 300. The emergency radio, 
200, the water filter, 120, or all three together, $500. And that 500 will go further because it'll bring us over the top on that $550 challenge. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org. So we didn't just want to, to terrify you into action today. We also want to talk about what it does look, being prepared look like, mm. both as individuals, but more importantly, as a community. We are not a society of one. We are a society of community. And so in this next piece of interview, we're going to bring you Don Lindsay Poland, who's with the American Friends Service Committee and the Stop Urban Shield Coalition on why communities need to be self-determined, self-prepared, and how we need to push our city officials to invest in the things that will get us there. Here's John Lindsay Poland. Urban Shield focused entirely on immediate responses to extremely violent events with the only response being a SWAT team. Essentially, there were kill scenarios. So there was no real community participation in most of the scenarios that they put out in the exercise. It started out as SWAT only, and there was very, very little room for any community participation, especially if anybody who has agency or leadership um, it was all passive participation, victims trying to seem uh, helpless. And that's not the way to create community capacity for dealing with any kind of emergency. It didn't deal with prevention. It didn't address recovery way after the fact, which is requires a lot of different kinds of capacity. It's not just the moment of. And again, it, it really only focused on uh, violent situations in which the response was going to be to call out SWAT teams. So we said we know that in communities like in Cuba when there are um, uh, massive uh, earthquakes or, or uh, hurricanes that there's community capacity that's built up. It's very intentional. It's block by block. It's structured and it, it is about community relationships. And that's not what this program was doing. So we're saying those resources should be going into building up community capacity from the ground up with agencies that that work on public health, that have other kinds of response capabilities, um, but that are really centered on the community. And uh, so we were able to move the money that was going from Homeland Security into Urban Shield into other kinds of training. And this coming year, there will be a request for proposals to do something that is more community-centered, although it is still a struggle. What does that look like? I mean, what, what would actual community capacity building look like if it were implemented? Well, you have some things already. The the CERT teams, the community emergency response teams, they, they don't have a lot of coverage. They tend to be more middle-class white neighborhoods, and they are also very much response-oriented. But they are about training in the community for how we can, uh, you know, part of it is relationships and part of it's skills. So skills for identifying different kinds of emergencies and the needs that they have. Some of it is, a, you know, medical skills. Some of it is um, addressing mental health uh, crises in the community and how to how to um, respond to those in ways that are de-escalating and that are um, supportive of the people who are going through the crises um, and those kinds of the kinds of skills that we build up for individual violent situations or that we build up for responding to ice raids or that we res build up for responding to earthquakes 
tend to be applicable to a lot of other situations as well. If we if we build up that community capacity, then it, it doesn't just have to be for one kind of situation. Often, it, it it's the relationships and the skills can be used in other situations as well. So, like, paint me a picture. Uh, 7.0 hits the Hayward Fault. You have two neighborhoods side by side in Oakland. One's had intensive community capacity building. The other did not get organized. How's it go down differently in those two places? In one area, there's already um, neighborhood relationships. People know their neighbors. They know who is homebound, who is on medical machines, who uh, doesn't um, speak English, um, knows how to um, deal with the the, the cross language issues, um, has um, points of meeting set up uh, for for how to communicate, has communication nodes already set up and agreed to people know each other and they are connected to the city agencies and county agencies and state agencies that are really going to be helpful to them in that situation which might not be in the first 48 hours but we'll be able to uh, communicate with them and know who to call who the players are in that situation and in the, in the in the one where they haven't had the community capacity people don't have those things and tend to try and cope on their own um, and and often are suffer a lot more as a result. Something that Brian brings up actually quite often when we do these segments is ties to what you said also, right? It's it's not just immediately; it's in the next forty eight seventy two hours. But isn't and next weeks and months? Really. Next weeks and months, and isn't it, isn't it also true in terms of saving cities, counties, money? Like it, it reserves the emergency, the people that. Reserves emergency services for people that actually need the emergency services, as opposed to people that can be more self-determined in supporting themselves. Right. So the the city part of it, the the public budgeting part of it, should focus more on people who have access and functional needs, and that's actually part of the national FEMA doctrine. Is is this what's called whole community uh, preparedness, which has a focus on people who have access and functional needs, which could be uh, um, people who uh, don't speak English, who are undocumented, who are institutionalized, who are living outside, who um, uh, have different kinds of illnesses, and they're the people who are going to be most vulnerable in that situation and for whom the care needs to be uh, prioritized. And that's also really what we should be doing right now because there are people, of course, who are suffering right now. I mean, the, the homeless crisis is an emergency and it's a mass emergency. And the kinds of resources that the city and the county could be putting into that will also be useful when a, a big earthquake hits or there's other kinds of crises. That is the voice of John Lindsay Poland with the American Friends Service Committee and Stop Urban Shield Coalition. And what we're doing today is trying to help you get prepared for not if, but when the big one hits. It is coming. Somewhere in the next 17 years, we know for a fact that a big earthquake is going to hit the Bay Area. Are you prepared? Is your community prepared? And what kinds of conversations are you having in and with community to make sure that you are self-determined, self-reliant, to take care of yourselves. We, we know, as we're looking at the ways in which Bay Area cities are dealing with unhoused people now, that we cannot depend on the on our governments to take care of us. We've got to do it ourselves. And so, on our Fun Drive special, we are offering solar-powered emergency radio. You're going to need information. Your regular cable is not going to work. No. <laughs> it's just not going to be there. Not going to have electricity. 
but this this power radio this power radio you can get using AAA batteries. You can get it through solar energy. Um, it gets AM and FM. It also is a shortwave receiver. And Brian Edward Secret, it yes, gets campus. all seven bands of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which double as emergency information bands. It has a built-in LED flashlights. You can use it to find your way around in the dark. It is yours for a pledge of $200 or just $20 a month as a sustainer to your KPFA station. Yours by calling 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Hey, Brian, how did we do on that match? We blew it out of the water. Blew it out of the water. That must be why I got the note that I got that says that Cynthia in Los Angeles... Kathleen in Eugene, Oregon, and John in Oakland have come together to put forth a $1,000 match. What? $1,000, 17 minutes to go. That's actually $2,000 on the line for your station. So if you are waiting to pick up the phone to get these important, important supplies into your household and support your important, important station so we can keep being in your household, now is the time to pick up one 800 439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA, are going online even from your mobile, fo- mobile phone at kpfa.org. Now, $1,000 would be a lot to raise in 16 minutes, which is what we have. It's also a huge opportunity, though. If, if we can match that $1,000 with contributions from you, it becomes $2,000 for KPFA. That is a lot for this time of day. Um, let me put it to you this way. We put a lot of stuff on the air during fun drives that we're proud of, that we're happy to spread around, that we think is good work. This is one of the few things that we offer by way of thank you gifts that could actually make the difference between life and death. If you live in earthquake country, which almost every single one of you does, you have a duty to yourself, to your community, to be prepared for the big one. It's not just about making sure you have food, you have water, you can patch up cuts and bruises, that you can flip on your emergency radio and get information about what's going on and where the rally points are and the evacuation routes and the relief supplies. It's about making sure you are not a burden, an unnecessary burden on emergency relief systems that are already going to be stretched past the breaking point. It is a personal and a social responsibility. You have to have basic emergency preparedness supplies and you by no means have to get them from us. But if you've been living in earthquake country and you have not gotten this done yet and you're not right this moment marching your way towards the store to get them for yourself, odds are you're not going to get it done. And that terrifies me and it should terrify you and you can fix it with one phone call. Your money will support KPFA. We'll get the supplies in the mail to you. 1-800-439-5732 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org The emergency radio so you can get information when the lights are out. Yours for a pledge of $200. It runs off a rechargeable battery you can keep topped off. Disposable batteries if that's all you can get. A solar panel a hand-cranked generator. It'll squeeze electricity into your mobile phone over a USB port. It powers a flashlight so you can use it to find your way around in the dark. And if the earthquake is so severe, it takes every local broadcaster off the air. It'll still get shortwave and the emergency bands from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Uh, We picked this because of the resiliency. And it's also small enough to grab and go. You could fit it in a jacket 
pocket. Um, that's yours for $200. Our emergency water filter, we picked it basically because it is practically fail-safe. No moving parts, no chemical components. It is rated to filter enough water for one person for one year year. Um, it's yours for a pledge of $120 or more at 1-800-439-5732 and the emergency backpack stuffed with supplies for two people for three days, food, water, a 33-piece first aid kit, uh, emergency blankets, ponchos, dust masks, light sticks, an emergency whistle, in case God forbid you're stuck under rubble and trying to draw attention to yourself. Um, all packed in a backpack so you can grab it and go if the building you are in is no longer a safe place to be. That kid is yours for a pledge of $300 or more or everything I have just run through is yours for a pledge of $500. If you're in a position to make that $500 pledge, you could get us halfway towards that $1,000 challenge, which would be amazing. Take a deep breath of relief uh, and we'll have these on the way to you. 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online www.kpfa.org. I want to bring you a little bit more about community preparedness from an expert on community defense and community security. Terha Ak is the founder of Community Ready Corps, a liberation organization that combats white supremacy and actively builds support and self-determination in nine specific areas. His organization has been doing community preparedness trainings around earthquakes for the last year or so. Here is his advice on how we need to stay ready so we don't have to get ready. You need cohesive communities that are working together because ultimately the greatest protection is us and our solidarity, period, point blank. And solidarity not being some uh, cliched or fantastic idea, it means even having the ability to struggle through things together with a clear understanding that we are stronger together than separate. Uh, so that's the first thing, is working to create some effective, pragmatic, working solidarity. And then secondly, there are several places we need to be prepared. I mean, we, we watched when fascists came in who are willing to use violence. So we definitely need to have some force skills and self-defense skills uh, so we can take care of ourselves if attacked, uh, critical. But more than that, I'll say again, it's communication systems because us knowing who's who, knowing who is there to harm us and, and, and creating response systems, that is a basic understanding of self-defense. When you started specifically focusing on earthquake preparedness, mm -hmm. some might have looked and said, that's a big shift. Mm -hmm. Was it a big shift? And why did you make it? It's not. Uh, a part of who we are, and you know, a lot of folks know us from the protesting, but, you know, it's always been our thing to be where the community needed us. So if that's where things were happening, that's where we were at, uh, trying to support in any way we could, contribute in any way we could. But one of the things that we've been very clear on is the um, possibility of a huge earthquake, uh, we are, our moves have been informed by what happened in, with Katrina, with Hurricane Katrina, and this was 2005, and how underserved the community was, and the reported amounts, the death toll was about 2,000 people, right? But they have admitted that they cannot accurately determine how many people died because the services was so poor, the uh, uh, response was so poor that there could have been thousands more that died that 
have gone uncounted. So we know what the response was. We saw the pictures of people on roofs waiting for rescue. We saw the pictures and videos of bodies in the water. And we saw the heavy-handed federal response to folks in need. And so for us, that informs our politics around what we need to do and say, when we say self-determination, we need to prepare and create community dynamics, community response systems, community depots that can be prepared for those possibilities. And how are you doing that? Well, right now we're attempting to, uh, we're preparing to launch a campaign that we call Survival safety and self-determination and this is focusing on the needs of our communities and we have we are beginning we started 2018 with a series of workshops around disaster preparedness uh it, this year, we intend to uh, amplify and increase the intensity of those workshops with the objective of supplying, and we're still working on the numbers now, so this is still in the conversation phase, but a number of homes throughout the Bay Area, particularly in disenfranchised communities with earthquake preparedness kits, varying in the capacity of those kits because you can go from a single person to a large community survival kit. And so we're, we're right now building that campaign and, uh, and, and, and working uh, to get that campaign in motion. But you're doing some trainings now. You've got like yes. an hour-long training um, that you and... Um Brother Shay do yes. together. What do people learn in those trainings, and where? Well, you what they've been learning is 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 storage containers for water, uh, purification systems, uh, basic techniques about what to do inside and what to do outside. Right. So there's some very distinct differences of what you do in a car. Right. So when you're driving in a car and you're in a, in a car on a uh, freeway or on the streets, a very clear thing is to not pull under an underpass. Right. Try to find an open space, stay in the car. So those are the types of things that we're teaching. Very simple techniques, but also going through an inventory of what you need in order to be safe for specified periods of, my, uh, 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 of time. How long? Like like in your perfect world, how long is the community prepared to be self-sufficient for? In a perfect world, I mean, a year. But, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world. Well, the Haywide Report we were just talking about, they're saying some place is going to go seven months without running yeah. water. In a year. I mean, but you, you, you want to be prepared for six months. But we know that there are varying degrees of engagement around this. So we're saying a week, two weeks. And then we, what we're doing when we're doing the trainings, we're attempting to talk about the different possibilities because we know people are going to engage at different levels. So we talk about what it takes to be prepared for a week. We talk about what it takes to be prepared for a month, what it takes to be prepared for six months. One of the, the, the dilemmas around that is people having the resources to equip themselves. That's a part of this survival, safety, and self-determination program that we're working on right now is to donate and contribute these supplies to different homes throughout Oakland. Right, and we were talking about that much supplies. Space is a supply. You Space get is huge. Yeah. And, but, but that's a matter of partnering with community centers, churches, organizations like that. That is the voice of Terha Ock of Community Ready Corps talking about staying ready so we don't have to get ready and the importance of getting resources into the community work that they are doing. Um, folks, you all are blowing it out of the water. 
We appreciate it. And it just means that they keep upping the ante for us. Now that we've made that last match, we've been informed that Steve and Mountain View and Dana and Fairfax have put together, Brian, $1,000 of their hard-earned money wait. for another match. Wait. Yes. We don't have time to wait. We only have four, six and a half minutes left of the show, Brian. Five minutes and 20 seconds. Okay, five minutes and 20 seconds. We got to raise $1,000 in five minutes? Five minutes and 20 seconds. And let me tell you how we're going to do that, Brian, because I am clear that the community is is getting it, right? That they need to be prepared and our community needs to be prepared. And so the things that we're offering you today are going to help you get prepared. And what I am saying to you today is that if you buy these supplies, if you already have these supplies, but you are willing to commit to community solidarity and get some of these supplies for someone else, you can send them here and I will get them to organizations like CRC that are going to get them to the communities that need them most. And if you haven't gotten them for yourself, you need to get them now. You need the solar-powered emergency radio that's got AM and FM and a shortwave receiver that's going to get you the information that you need about where to get resources. That is yours for a pledge of $200. You're going to need water. No water, no life. You need this life straw that is yours for a pledge of $120. Enough drinking water for one person for a full-on year or this two-person emergency kit. Everything you and another person need to survive for three days. Food, water, blankets, medical supplies, etc. Yours for a pledge of $300 or get it all. Get it all. The water filter, the radio, and the emergency kit. Yours for a pledge of $500. Two people getting this emergency kit will take us over the top. That $1,000 becomes $2,000 and either you're getting prepared or you're getting it for someone in the community and making sure that I deliver it to the communities that are going to need it most. Whatever you're going to do, do it right now. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org. We have three minutes and 20 seconds to make this match. Otherwise, we've got to offer the money back. I'm worried, Kat. Um, I've had people calling all hour, which has been amazing. But no sooner did you announce our final $1,000 challenge than we rolled down to just one caller on the line. And um, this is it. We don't have time for do-overs. And and I think this is a a good metaphor uh, for earthquake preparedness, folks, because you don't have time to wait to get ready. We don't know when the big one's going to come. We know its likelihood increases every year. On the Hayward Fault, they happen on average every 150 years. The last big one was 151 years ago. What we do know is that when you feel it, it's too late to get prepared for it. If you are living in earthquake country and you do not already have these basic necessities, you need to take care of it right now. You don't have to get your supplies through us. You can, though. You can do it. You can cross it off your to-do list. You can take less than two minutes out of your day and do it on the phone right now at 1-800-439-5732. We'll get the supplies in the mail to you and take care of the rest. The money will go to support KPFA and it'll go twice as far because of this challenge we have on the line. But if you want it to count towards the challenge, you have to make that call in the two minutes and 15 seconds that we have left to ring the bell. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org. Again, what we're offering 
We have an emergency radio that we selected for resiliency and portability. It has four different ways to get power, um, all of which work when the lights are out. It gets AM, FM, shortwave, and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Weather Bands, which double as emergency channels and has a built-in flashlight. That's yours for 200 Our portable personal water filter. No moving parts. No chemicals. Filters enough water for one person for an entire year. That's yours for a pledge of $120. And the backpack full of emergency supplies for two people for 72 hours. Food, water, first aid kit, blankets, ponchos, dust masks. Think of all the dust that's going to be in the air after the big Mm. one knocks buildings down. Mm. An emergency whistle, light sticks that last for 12 hours, all packaged in a backpack so you can grab it and go if the place you're in is not the place that's safe anymore. That's yours for a pledge of $300 or everything together is yours for a pledge of $500 and that $500 pledge gets us halfway towards our challenge. Three callers on the line now and less than 60 seconds to go at 1-800-439-5732. It is not about if, it is about when. The only if is if you are going to be prepared or if you are not. And I cannot think of a situation where I do not want to be regretting the fact that I did not get prepared than when the big one hits. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org. Pick up one of these life-saving items for yourself or all three of them for yourself or pick one up for your community and we will get it to the communities that are going to be hardest hit. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. The water filter, 120. The crank radio, 200. The two-person emergency kit, 300. Or all of the above for $500. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Or online at kpfa.org. My name is Richard Wolf. Wolf. Whatever else you think about them, these are times of big change. And at a time of big change, nothing could be more important than having some genuinely independent public media sources like KPFA. These are unbelievably important institutions at this particular time. So if you've never contributed before, now is the time to do it. Donate today at 1-800-439-5732 or online at kpfa.org.